0: Most change and development efforts are aborted early or halfway through the journey because people feel overwhelmed by external and by internal resistances. Facing such resistance from within and from without when you are pursuing a development practice is actually critical to the success of your journey. The purpose of the resistance is to catalyze the necessary change. Welcome to Create New Futures, thought-provoking conversations with leaders, experts, and interesting minds. Join us as we explore ideas and reflect on practices that you can use and apply to create and shape the future. With your host, author and strategy consultant, Aviv Shahar. Welcome to Create New Futures. This is Aviv with a new episode, and this one is titled, How to Reach Mastery. CEOs and executives who lead with their hearts are inspiring. I enjoy collaborating and working with these leaders because they are genuine and passionate and because they continually seek to learn, to improve everything they touch, and to create positive change. Alice, for example, is a senior executive responsible for establishing a whole new organization. She's committed to making sure the new organization goes beyond delivering on their ambitious business agenda by bringing the best know-how and experience. As a result, she was striving to build an exemplary outcomes-focused culture of high trust, teamwork, and innovation rigor. Like other executives and CEOs I work with, Alice exhibits some of the behaviors most inspiring to me. She brings to the table a focused inquiry, directness, and persistent application of new learning. This is the game changer. Resourceful and rapid application is especially crucial for creating sustained impact. CEOs' advisories and executive coaching are most fruitful for clients, and enjoyable to me when these leaders apply the insights that emerge during our conversations and proceed without delay to create momentum. Fast implementation of ideas, solutions, and strategies build a compelling learning and growth momentum. During one of our calls, Alice came right to the point. We have learned some powerful tools and frameworks on our journey with you. Our team is getting positive results and progress. Still, it seems to me, she said, that we are only scratching the surface and only partially utilizing these learnings and their transformative potential. Why is this the case? Why are we experiencing only limited pockets of success? How can we fully realize stage four of the learning cycle to engender organizational-wide commitment and ownership? When Alice heard my laughter on the other end of the phone, she started laughing herself. We both knew, even before I stated the obvious, that she was asking the multi-million dollar question. Here are variations of the same question. Why do we fail to fully follow through on our declared intentions? What's holding us back from realizing our fullest potential? What is it about our conditioning and way of showing up that lead us time and again into suboptimal and even dysfunctional applications? What's the difference between good executive teams and outstandingly great ones? And how can we become a truly high-functioning leadership team? All these articulations represent the same impulse, the same thrust, the same inquiry that Alice essentially presented to me. Do you realize, Alice, I said, that you're pursuing the holy grail of organizational effectiveness. We humans, we pride ourselves on our sapient sapience which means that we have the capacity to be aware of our awareness. The reality, however, is that most teams largely operate as a suboptimal subconscious system that tends to produce collective stupidity instead of unleashing its collective wisdom. Right, Alice responded. So how do we go about unleashing more of our potential to produce collective wisdom? How do we make sure we apply what we learn and bring it to life at a whole new level? This is one of those exciting elements about go-getters. They don't mince words. They drive forward. They chase the next growth opportunity with intensity. Well, Alice you've already made a leap forward by creating positive momentum with your team. You are now facing the Einstein puzzle. I paused for a moment. Since Alice and I have been in a dialogue for nearly a year, and she has embraced my dialectic approach of framing incomplete statements as riddles to be solved and played into, as I describe in my book, Create New Futures, She hit the tennis ball right back at me. Einstein worked on many puzzles. Are you referring to his theory of relativity or his statement, a question that sometimes drives me hazy? Am I or the others crazy? Or are you referring to an altogether different puzzle? Well, I replied, actually, all three of these concepts are on point especially a third idea. Einstein's guidance for addressing problems was this. We cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. His insight was that the answer cannot be found at the same level at which the question appears. Resolving the problem becomes possible by elevating the conversation to a higher altitude. I immediately proceeded with my provocation by reframing the question from Alice to say, you are asking about the journey into mastery. What is the journey into mastery? This reframed question converted the problem into an opportunity and offered a path to redirect the energy of frustration to an aspirational pursuit. The Einstein puzzle suggests that the journey into mastery is neither a straight path nor a linear one. In fact, it is a three-legged journey. Moreover, the drive to mastery includes both interior and exterior dimensions, as well as an ambiguous factor. Here is how I describe the journey to mastery. Having an image of this journey in front of you might help as I explain its components. I invite you to take a piece of paper and follow my directions to sketch your own picture. Okay, so to begin, on the lower left side of the page, draw a vertical ascending arrow three inches in length. This arrow represents the first leg of the journey. Label this first arrow with a name, with a title, Need Parenthesis awareness. That is need. Parenthesis awareness. Next, draw a horizontal arrow that begins from the top of the vertical arrow and continues to the right about two thirds of the way across the page. Call this second vector development. Parenthesis practice. That is development. Parenthesis practice. Finally. Draw now a three-inch vertical ascending line from the right edge of the horizontal arrow. Label this third vector elevation, parenthesis, mastery. That is elevation, parenthesis, mastery. Now draw the wings of the arrow both at its top and, yes, at its bottom. So here is what the journey looks like you're now looking at a simple sketch with an ascending arrow on the left side of the page titled Need Awareness, and then a horizontal from left to right arrow titled Development Practice, and from the edge of that second arrow, an ascending third one titled Elevation Mastery with the wings of the arrow both at the top and at the bottom. So now that you can see what the journey to mastery looks like. Let me explain each of the three legs in details. Here is how I explain this to Alice. The development journey towards mastery begins with the awareness of a need. In your case, the awareness may be triggered by an organizational or a business need that requires the leadership team to perform with greater agility, to problem solve on the move, and to meet new customer requirements. There can be multiple triggers that catalyze an awareness of a need to effect change. Change and development triggering signals can be interior and exterior, individual and organizational. For example, a development change can be triggered by a new opportunity, a fear of losing relevance, a competitive pressure a sense of shortfall, personal conflict, an innovative technology, organizational crisis, environmental change, a general sense of restlessness and boredom, leadership change, irresistible pain, and new awakening and urgency. All these developments and more can spark the awareness of a need. The awareness can be broad and vague, such as I need to make a series of personal and professional changes, or it can be highly specific. For example, to become an effective leader, I must demonstrate active listening. and or to succeed in this role, I must build financial acumen. The ascending need, that is the awareness arrow, represents the transition from what at first is a general and undefined sense all the way to the apex, where it represents an inescapable recognition. The point at which the person makes a turn from thinking as in, I need to make a change, to doing and taking a concrete action, which marks the beginning of the development practice and the leg of the journey, which is represented by the long horizontal arrow to the right. This second leg is the longest and most challenging. Along the development journey, you encounter internal struggle and resistance, as well as external obstacles and pushback. For example, a critical realization along the development practice path is that the initial triggering fuel is insufficient to carry you through the journey to the next inflection point must find new and or deeper reasons that is propelling fuel to overcome external obstacles and resistance. Even more challenging is the need to overcome interior resistance. The development practice journey always finds ways to challenge your beliefs, your resilience and determination, and your sense of worthiness and self-esteem. The development journey is tests also your open-mindedness your self-forgiveness and resolve and your resourcefulness and creativity all these and more are challenges you will forever meet along that journey most change and development efforts are aborted early or halfway through the journey because people feel overwhelmed by external and by internal resistances facing such resistance from within and from without when you are pursuing a development practice, is actually critical to the success of your journey. The purpose of the resistance is to catalyze the necessary change. This point is illustrated clearly by the biblical story of the Israelites who wandered in the desert for 40 years. In that case, you could easily decipher that their old mindsets and the habits of slavery had to die before they could enter the promised land where they would be tasked to realize the potential of a whole new future for them, a future that could never be realized if indeed the slavery mindset, the old legacy mindset was brought into it. The wandering in the desert transformed the people in the crucible of resistance and refashioned them as a nation ready to reach the promise of a new land and a new future as a people represented later, much later, for example, with the construction of the temple. So their story has become a metaphor and a source of inspiration for change movements throughout the ages the crucible of resistance created by the development path shapes and molds the inner and collective formations to be able to withstand great pressures. It builds readiness for a new future, as we said, whether that point arrives in four days, in four months, four years, or even 40 years later. So if you now Look again at the sketch you drew on the piece of paper in front of you, and you add the point A, which is that transition or that turning point from the need awareness to development practice, and you call that point A critical recognition. And now, if you write the letter B at the second crossroad where the second on the right Ascending arrow begins and you title that second crossroad critical readiness. The first turn from need awareness to development practice indeed occurs at that point of critical recognition. The second turn occurs at the point of critical readiness. And that's where the third leg of the journey, elevation mastery, begins. And it is defined indeed by a vertical arrow on the right, and with two way flow that represents the ascending movement in the first place, and concurrently the transcending influx movement that's coming from above. Let me explain what I mean by that. To become an Olympian, you must pass the Olympic test, whereas the Olympic barrier or resistance is well defined. In most other fields and pursuits, the readiness test is a little more ambiguous. For example, although medical school graduates receive a medical doctor diploma, that certificate represents only the first step on the development path to the readiness to practice medicine. Years ago, I watched an interview with the actor Al Pacino. Here is what I learned that instantiates the elevation of mastery insight. The elevation occurs when you are ready, not when you think you're ready, and not even when you exhausted your determination. Rather, the ascent occurs at the point at which mastery is ready to admit and adopt you into its realm. It sounds a little metaphysical, and actually it is. What I relate here about the interview is not what Pacino said word for word, but rather the essence simplicity in his narrative and how I have chosen to adapt his story to represent the elevation of mastery. Pacino related how, while acting in one of the Shakespearean plays at an early stage in his career, he had a formative and somewhat miraculous experience. He already was a successful actor, though not as well-known and famous as he became later. For the first three months of the production, he showed up every night, acted well, and spoke his lines convincingly. The play was going very well and receiving positive reviews. Deep inside, though, Pacino knew that he did not unlock the play and did not comprehend its deeper meaning. And then, one night, in the middle of a scene, some 20 minutes into the 76th show, something profound and magical occurred. As Pacino described the moment, the play suddenly surrendered to him. In a split second, the stage, the spaces, the lines, the entire cast, the inflections, the cadence, all of it surrendered and made sense. At that point, Al Pacino stopped acting in the play. Instead, he became the play. I get shivers down my spine every time I think about that story and other stories like that, because to me they represent the alchemy and the transformation and the elevation that occurs up that third vector. Pacino's persistent and passionate pursuit of his own Shakespearean desert, led him to the point of mastery where the elevation of his acting enabled him to see and experience the play inside out, literally from above, from a higher altitude, that is, from a place that enabled him to fully embody the Shakespearean intent. Time and again, the great masters we celebrate in sports, in the arts, in leadership, and in other fields have experienced the journey in the desert before reaching the point of elevation. Working through resistance is what fashioned them to the point of readiness and what made reaching the ascent of mastery so rewarding. To reach mastery, you do not have to be an Al Pacino, Meryl Strip, René Fleming, or Luciano Pavarotti. Misty Copland or Michael Jordan, Michael Phelps or Katie Latecki or any other hero or heroine you love and admire. Mastery can be attained in less prominent ways away from the limelight. Mastery can actually be achieved and demonstrated in teaching, in coaching, in leading, and in performing a technical skill. Mastery can be attained in gardening, in cooking, and even in observing. And listening with presence, caring and loving. Each of these skills, capacities and expressions can be mastered at profound levels. I bet you already have recognized and realized moments of mastery in your journey, both small and large. Here is my own personal testimony I've had my share of desert years, perhaps even long desert years, and those times. They have made the elevation even more exhilarating and the experience of mastery extraordinarily joyous and blissful. My greatest joy today is helping others discover and reach a point of elevation in their work by designing development journeys that enable the release of their individual and collective brilliance and the actualization of mastery. My collaboration with Alice is one example of the work I have chosen. Now it's your turn. Turn the key. Focus first on the need that drives you. Embark on the development practice leg of your journey. Patiently and persistently work to fashion readiness. The elevation of mastery will find you on its terms when you are ready. Thank you for listening. Aviv always encourages his clients to identify the one or two ideas they can move forward into action immediately. What will you capture and apply today? You can always begin with a small action and then build momentum over time. When you move forward from an idea to action, you get immediate ROI, return on the time you invested, and return of learning, and then the learning cycle builds the success propulsion. One more thing. You can reach Aviv directly by phone and email to discover how he can help you create a new future for your business and organization. Creating your new future can begin today.